Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Hey, wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer and the Stallion. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. Oh, hello welcome back to another edition of the all night long wrestling podcast it's funny every time we do the drop in the beginning i don't know i kind of want to say the name of our show like whichever drop we play like nick aldis is like all night long wrestling podcast he's very he's very smooth that nick albus man he's very he's uh he's got a lot going for him doesn't he joe he is man that's why he's the dealer and the national treasure and the nwa champion speaking of the national treasure nick albus by the way as usual he's a stallion i'm the enforcer speaking of nick albus do i is there going to be a jay briscoe nick albus nwa title match coming up joe i think so I don't exactly remember. I heard that he was supposed to defend the title against someone. Uh, I don't know. Wasn't it supposed to be someone from Villain Enterprises, actually? Am I making that up? Didn't he say he was going to do anybody from Villain Enterprises? I was told they were going to choose somebody. Um, I'm not 100% certain on that. I did just see a video of Jay Briscoe uh, watching Nick Aldis. Did you see that the video they posted, the Briscoe Brothers? No, we're off to a flying start today. This is good. What's what's the issue? Everything all right? Yeah. Well, so there was a video of Jay Briscoe watching a Nick Aldis video, and Aldis is like, "Jay, if you want uh, if you want a title match, just pick up the phone." And then the video is just Jay Briscoe picking up like twelve different kinds of phones and telling Nick Aldis he's ready. So uh, I'm all in on a Jay Briscoe uh, Nick Aldis match for the NWA World Heavyweight Title. But that's not why we're here. I kind of just, you know, I veered off. I veered off because I thought about Nick Aldis, thought about how incredibly well-groomed he is okay. and how uh, how he speaks so well. Yeah. And it's, uh, here, go ahead. So you're right. Yeah, so it's um, actually at the show we're going to be at on Saturday in the city. Uh, they're going to announce who Marty Skrull is choosing from Villain Enterprises to get a title shot at Nick Aldis in Toronto on August the 9th. So we'll find out on Saturday when we're at Hammerstein. 
That's uh, that's good news. I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of Saturday at Hammerstein, you know what? No. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to follow the format. We're going to follow the damn run sheet this week at the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. So let's start off with a couple of quick uh, quick tidbits of news, if you will, from this week. Because this is a thing we're doing now. Um, I got a couple things here I want your take on. <clears throat> um one of the big announcements this week that kind of flew under the radar, it's one that you sent me. It said uh, Ring of Honor is going to be streaming all TV tapings live on the Honor Club. Now, as a subscriber of the Honor Club for probably going on three years now, I'm uh, I'm all in on that. I think that's great. I think it's kind of what the WWE might want to do eventually. Um, but to have all of their live events on that on the streaming service, not having to wait – for the TV show to air. And with Ring of Honor, it was kind of always the issue where, like, we would go to a show and watch a show, and then the next three weeks of tapings after that show, like, on I'm sorry, the next three weeks of television are from before the taping. And I think this is really going to eliminate that issue, Joe. What do you think? I hope yeah, I hope you're right as far as it uh, eliminating the, uh, the issue of the, uh, you know, kind of weirdly timed TV tapings. Um, if it doesn't eliminate that issue, then they're kind of giving away potential spoilers or things like that for, for fans. Um, it's a cool idea for sure. I think that, like you said, it's an added perk and an added bonus to the honor club for people that subscribe and, and maybe a, an extra incentive for people to sign up who haven't already. I do wonder if it will have any level of impact on attendance at TV taping shows. I don't know if it will or won't, but you know, if people are, lazy like myself perhaps and are just like well ring around i was coming to town for a tv taping for four hours or i could sit home and watch the tapings on my couch and not have to worry about going to the arena so i don't know if that'll impact people or not i mean i don't think it's going to stop you know you and i from going but um other than that i think it's uh it's a you know it's a cool idea just an, another opportunity to add some content for people that subscribe to uh honor club See, now, on the flip side of what you just said, do you think it'll have more of an impact? Because now every time you're going to a TV taping, it's almost like you're actually going to a live, like, like a pay-per-view almost. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they're still going to have to run it, you know, right, like a like a taping in, in terms of, you know, matches and angles per show. So if they're looking to tape, like, four shows in a row at... Three, you know, right? I'm sorry. Sorry, Coach Ruff. They usually run, Did they do three last time or four? I don't know. I mean, the first time we went, it was five. Uh, so I don't know if it's three or four, but it's usually somewhere in that, or in that range. Right. And if they run, you know, if they run for four hours and I think, you know, like for example, on Saturday, it's, there's 10 matches, I, I believe. So, um, they were supposed to, they're going to air, I think six of the 10 matches on honor club starting at eight o'clock. And then the first four matches, I guess, will be from seven to eight for those exclusively in the arena. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna it's, it's gonna work, but I, I get I, it might be one of those things where they started it and uh, they may have to tweak the format a little bit to uh, get it to be uh, to get it to be right. But um, you know, either way, it's you know the more content they can put out, the better. Uh, especially since sometimes they don't run their tours for every you know, couple of weeks or even o over a month or so. So maybe it'll get more people accessing honor club on a regular basis i'm sorry did you say 10 matches on saturday that's what i had read uh maybe a week or two ago when they came out with this announcement that because originally it was just supposed to be the briscoes and gorillas of destiny the tag title match was going to be the only thing that was streaming on honor club and then right. when they came out with this announcement i believe what i read was the show starts at seven uh but the honor club will pick it up at eight and there's six matches they're going to air from eight o'clock on 
and then there's 10 overall on the shelf. So that's what I thought I read, but you know, uh, it could have changed. I could be wrong. I'm just putting it out there. That's uh, it's going to be a late night for the uh, all night long wrestling podcast. I will be sleeping and assaulted on the train ride home. That's my goal. Well, uh, let's, I mean, let's take a, another deep dive to negative town. Um, next weekend, I don't know about you, but I am so pumped. Article two here on our news and notes is uh, the debut of Smackville, Joe. How effing excited are you for Smackville? So w- w- this is uh, a, a house show. Is that what it is? A Friday night house show that they are now putting on the network and they're going to stream it uh, live. Is that what, what I heard? And then I know you told me that the... You ready for the main event? Hold on. Can I get a drum roll before the main event? Wait, wait. Oh, you want me to announce the main event? Okay. It's a triple threat, right? Drum roll. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. okay. You can just go for it now. Yeah. It's it's ruined. Uh, It was a triple threat between Kofi Kingston, Samoa Joe, and Dolph Ziggler. Is that right? Yeah, I have a quick, quick question over here. Uh, yeah, uh, the enforcer in the back. Yeah, uh, pasty white guy in the back with the uh, beard is really short. Quite, uh, okay, you got me. Um, so hearing all of that, uh, how how would you say as a you've been following sports for what thirty three years, Joe? Thirty four years? Uh, yeah. Pretty close to that. Yeah. Not just professional wrestling, but all sports. So how does one earn a title shot? Then I guess is my question. Like, how do you earn in the NFL? How do you go to the Super Bowl? In MMA, how do you get a shot at the UFC heavyweight title? How, how do you do those things, Joe? Well, in those other sports that you mentioned, uh, you'd probably have to earn them you know, by winning other matches or games or whatever it is that's going on so that you would be you know, in line to uh, win a championship or get an opportunity at one. Okay. Uh, so taking that into consideration, Dolph Ziggler, last we saw of him, lost in 10 seconds to Kevin Owens on pay-per-view, right? He did. And I think he hmm. he fought Owens again on Tuesday. I don't remember how the finish of it. But, yes, that was generally – he hasn't really won much since he came back. Let's put it that way. So what in the good – Gosh darn name of booking allows him to get a title match with Samoa Joe, who lost clean in quite an underwhelming event at Extreme Rules. Well, also remember, right, that Ziggler lost several matches to Kofi already, right, after he came back. I think they wrestled at Super Showdown and things like that. I don't really, uh, you know, I don't really know, man. I don't have a good... uh, Good answer for you on that one. I guess it's just it's a house show main event, so maybe they just kind of, you know, it's it's those things are usually just opportunities for the champion to to go over. So I'm assuming that's what'll happen here. It seems like they're going to run with Kofi against Randy Orton at SummerSlam, so it's probably just a spot for Kofi to get a win. As far as why they decided to put it on the network, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Is there something else going on that night that maybe they want to try to counter program since that's their thing? Lately, uh, I couldn't tell you. Not that I know of. I don't think there's anything to uh, really counter-program that. It's a Friday. What do you what do you counter-program? Bowling, maybe? Is there a bowling uh-huh. game on? Is there a PBA tour match on? 
maybe they're trying to get people used to watching SmackDown on a Friday again so when it goes to Fox in a few months. I mean, I don't know. Testing viewership. It's possible. It's possible. Um, and the last thing I want to uh, – we'll touch on the news and notes section before we get to last week's uh, wrestling. How do you feel about them uh, going ahead and embracing this whole TV 14 aspect? Uh, did you see the uh, gynecological camera shot of Lacey Evans on Extreme Rules? Well, I mean, I saw them zoom in on her tights, uh, which was uh, apparently it had Seth Rollins' first name on the back. That was what I saw. Um, to her tights, Joe? Was it just her tights? So, like, they were, her tights were on the ground and they just zoomed in on her tights? Tights were on the ground. That's a different, that might have been a different show, different <laughs> movie altogether. Uh, no, yeah, it was a little weird. It was definitely weird. They had a quick zoom in on uh, the, uh, you know, the backside area as Lacey Evans was bending over. So not exactly what you would uh, probably want to present to children, but you know, that's. And uh, did you hear Renee Young drop an F bomb by the way? The alleged F bomb. Yes. The alleged F bomb. I listened to it a couple of times. It clearly sounds like an F bomb, Joe. Yes. It's, it's, it's a, uh... yeah, that was, I, I did hear that. I, I listened to the same clip that you did. So, you know, uh, you know, think live TV, man, things happen. Uh, I don't know what to say from Renee Young. I mean, it's better than her going, ooh, about when certain <laughs> moves happen. So uh, if that's, <clears throat> you know, I don't know what's better that's or worse. Brutal. That's so. brutal. That's such a good reference. Okay. So um, listen, without f- – Yeah. Where are we? We're back. Okay. So without further ado, um, last week – we talked about a bunch of shows that were happening uh, professional wrestling-wise. A couple of the biggest ones, uh, to me, the biggest one we spoke about, we had uh, Trevin Adams, uh, COO of WWN, uh, Shine announcer, Evolve announcer, uh, good friend of the show. He was in the show, man. It was a, it was great talking to somebody that loves the business as much as he does and hear how excited he was for Evolve 131. So I kind of wanted to talk about Evolve. They've been so, you know, they've, been very good to us but even more importantly they've been having some really really quality shows and on saturday night you and i were together we watched evolve 131 the first ever independent wrestling promotion on the wwe network live that is depends on what you call it, ecw but uh you know top to bottom before we get you know we'll just touch on a couple of the matches but top to bottom what did you think of the show uh, I mean, I enjoyed the show a lot. I think, you know, part of that is probably because Evolve has been a, a product that we've been following for a little while now. And like you said, they've been very good to us, but we are, you know, pretty familiar with a lot of the wrestlers on there. Whereas maybe some people who, who don't watch Evolve, some of the, there's some new people to them as far as watching some of the matches. But um, I thought it was really good. You know, I mean, that night was this show and the uh, AEW fight for the fallen show were kind of up against each other in terms of what was on. And we both had agreed, I think that we were looking forward to watching evolve more. And I really liked what they did. I mean, you could tell that the presentation, you know, the cameras were of you know better quality and things like that, just based off of, you know, comparison to the other evolve shows that you could you know watch live, but you know, they really, you know, I don't think they strayed too much from what they normally do, um, except for maybe the the Paul Heyman appearance in the middle of the show. But other than that, I think that they, you know, they put on a good show. You could tell all the wrestlers were working hard and probably super excited to be uh, on the WWE Network. Probably, you know, for for a lot of them for the first time. Uh, and I thought they put on a really strong uh, a strong show. 
Yeah, just touch on, um, touch on a couple of matches. They opened it up with uh, Retro AG and Josh Briggs. Do you think there was a better match to kind of kick off the show? The crowd was hot. Retro AG's gimmick is fantastic. Uh, his personality is awesome. Josh Briggs, they're kind of booking as a monster. I thought they put on uh, one hell of a match, and I, I, it was hard-hitting. Uh, Anthony Green took the loss. I don't think it hurts him, but I, I don't think there was a better match to put in that opening spot. No, and those guys are two guys that I know, uh, I think you had sent me that WWE was kind of, uh, featuring in terms of their profiles, you know, some of the, some young independent guys on, uh, on the up and up. So it was cool for them to open the show with, with those two dudes. Uh, you know, we've, again, we've talked to both of them, like you said, and they both work really hard and they put on a, a really good match to, uh, open it up. Um, next up the scramble, you know, that was a pretty good match. Uh, but to me, Anthony Henry and Arturo Huas, those two guys like literally just beat the ever loving, uh, holy heck out of each other. If you will, I know you love the former Jauji. So Joe, what did you think of, uh, Anthony Henry and Jauji? Um, yeah, it was, it was a hard hitting match. Uh, it was good. You know, I'm not not so pleased with the result of the outcome, but you know, I don't want to. No, wanna, it's poop. It's ball poop, Joe. Yeah, I don't want to quibble with things, but yeah, I mean, but but yeah, they they did have again a, a hard hitting match. I mean, you know, Huas is a guy that's really an NXT guy that's I guess in evolve, kind of honing his gimmick or ring work, so to speak. So he, uh, but I I did like the match. I usually you know, right or wrong, I, I'll poop on some of his his stuff. But I uh, I did I did like the match. Unfortunately, our buddy Anthony Henry oh, didn't come out on top. But yeah, probably has a lot to do with Anthony Henry being awesome and having consistently great matches. Uh, Brandy versus Shotzi. Uh, let me tell you something. The match was good, but the Shotzi suicide dive onto the Temple of Doom chair spot will live in infamy forever. Yeah, a big time risk spot for her there, but it was cool. I had I had not seen a spot like that in a long time, if I ever have. And uh, you know, I guess kudos to her for for taking that bump. I did see, obviously, she got a lot of reaction to that after the the match was over on social media and things for you know, kind of taking that risk and and how it came out. But she did say that because uh, she was kind of busted open, you know, in the match, but it was not from that spot. Apparently, it was from. Natalia Markova interfering in the beginning of the match and kicking her in the face. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Shotzi, you know, again, it's, it's an opportunity for them, right. To showcase what they can do. And, you know, they probably, they, you know, these women and, and other folks on the show, I'm sure we'll get to the AR Fox tag match in a minute. Um, you know, they, they went all out. Um, they put on a, a good match and, you know, that, that feud will probably between Brandy Lauren and Shotzi Blackheart will certainly continue on to feature shine and, and maybe evolve shows also also. Yeah. Part of me wonders if, uh, with the, the win there, if Brandy kind of staked her claim for the shine Nova title shot, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you brought it up the skulk AR Fox, rough, rough Leon rough against Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy. I'm uh, listen, I predicted the outcome to a T I'm not happy with the outcome. I loved the match. I'm I like the skulk. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like Eddie Kingston is uh, what some would call a professional wrestling god and should have gotten the W. That's all. 
Yeah, I didn't. I know you had predicted the title change. I didn't think that they'd go that route just because I know uh, Fox and Ruff had pinned them at the last Evolve show. But you know, they ended up doing the the switch, and it was um, you know not your traditional tag team style match. It was very uh, you know tornado tag and a lot of crazy ECW-esque, spots. And, you know, tag match. Yeah, a lot of crazy spots and dives, and again, AR Fox. Um, going all out as, as, as all the other guys did as well. So uh, really, really uh, cool old school style uh, brawling type tag team match with um, a hot crowd and, you know, a cool finish where the, uh, the tag titles changed hands. Um, catch point imploding drew Gulak cruiserweight champion versus everybody's favorite bro, Matt Riddle. Listen, the match was everything you thought it was going to be. Um, the match was hot, had a lot of heat. Gulak is from Philly. Um, everybody was behind him. They were kind of booing Riddle. The crowd was hot. The match was good. Lots of catch wrestling, lots of submission wrestling. Uh, Matt Riddle, unfortunately, won with the gotch-style tombstone slam, if you will. I, I love the match. The bro Derek? But- is that where you're going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 bro Derek. Um, listen, I just don't like your newly crowned cruiserweight champion taking a loss when he didn't have to. That's all. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's not not my favorite thing either. And uh, you know, they. I don't know. I, I, it's cool that they did a little bit of a throwback with the catch point stuff. So I mean, that was nice, and they had a really good match. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that Gulak had to take the loss there. But right after winning the belt, he won like what a week before? Uh, it was? Yeah, I guess at the the last pay per view. I mean, the next night he ended up defending it against uh, Tony Nese and winning. So, what can you say? Okay, what can you say? Uh, the booking of WWE sucks. That's what I could say, Joe. Uh, next up, JD Drake, WWN Champion versus Austin Theory in a winner take all match. I mean, this had all the classic pro wrestling story. You know, J.D. Drake, it took him 15 years to get there. Austin Theory, the young punk kid who was talking guff about J.D. Drake, if you will, telling how long it took and how then, you know, Drake come back and saying he's given up everything. Nobody's going to hit as hard as life. The story was great. The match was great to me. It was everything it needed to be for that moment for those titles. Yes. Yeah, I mean – you know, match could have gone either way. A lot of crazy false finishes at the end. They we, we were bought in a couple times. Yes, yeah, because I think like you know, it's, it's you don't know in this type of match, you're not really sure who's going to win, especially when there's title for title. I the WWN title, which I think they had different intentions for when they first created it. Um, now, now it seems like they're doing away with it as they've unified that with the Evolve title, and the Evolve title is going to be the one that kind of. Stands the test of time. I could be wrong, but, you know, uh, theory kind of stepping on the title upside down gave me that impression. But, uh, yeah, you know, they had a really, a really, again, a really good match where you didn't know who was going to win uh, until the, you know, the very end. And, uh, you know, theory walks away with, with both titles and, you know, Drake obviously has nothing to be ashamed of. Put on a really great performance. Theory's really got the world by the balls. The kid's like 14 years old and he's double champion. Best shape I've ever seen of any professional wrestler. Just, Living life, man. Yeah, it's got to be good to be Austin Theory, huh? Boy, I wish I was 20 years younger. I'm depressed. Uh, the main event, 
Adam Cole versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, to me, listen, it was a good match. It didn't set the world on fire. I think it was tough to follow J.D. Drake and uh, Austin Theory. The crowd was kind of deflated by this point. And I think what hurt it the most is nobody thought Akira Tozawa had any chance of winning. So even the really good falls finishes, it I, I, I didn't buy into it. I mean, it was a good match, but really they made that the main event because of the Johnny Gargano uh, appearance. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly it. Uh, as you as you noted, the I don't think the winner was ever in doubt. Um, they had a solid match, but again, when you, I don't think anybody thought Tazawa was going to win it, so it doesn't really make the near falls as hot, um, and the, you know the story of the match and all that. But they wanted to do, you know, the ending angle with uh, Gargano, or which really wasn't too much of an angle. It's kind of him coming out at the end and giving a speech, and then you know the show going off the air because he's been such a a big part of the history of Evolve. So that's fine. I mean, there, there are enough good matches on the show, and, you know, and, and this match was still solid in itself, I think, for it to be uh, yeah. Well, overall, yeah. Yeah. overall solid effort. So. I still have to watch Evolve 132. I'm not going to lie. It's been a very long week of pro wrestling, and I'm going to watch it this week. However, uh, give me a rating for Evolve 131 out of 10. Eight. It drives me crazy when you hit it. Yeah. I gave it an eight too. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Joe. You're welcome. Listen, I gave you a new nickname this week and it's not, listen, are you, why don't we do this? I think what we need to do is you're clearly wearing blue on blue for a reason. Why don't we open up a Twitter just so all of the women can stop DMing our podcast Twitter because they heard the rumors of the stallion and blue chew, Right. Because I'm sick of swiping every day, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 messages from women, you know, just they heard what the stallion was capable of. And the reason for that is he's he's blue on blue today. It's subconscious. He sent a message to the ladies. He went out and he paid $5 shipping and handling for his first order of blue chew. (laughs) And what's... Listen, once you got that first order of Blue Chew, there's no turning back, Joe. I'm just glad that you were able to hold the women off for 40, 45 minutes while we could podcast. I, I don't know what to say. I just want to thank Blue Chew. Again, you go to bluechew.com. You use the promo code WPP, and you get your first order for $5. And you, too, can have DMs lit up just like the Stallion. I was going to try to make some sort of uh, climax uh, blue justice uh, tie-in, but it just it's not coming to me. It's too late. So, uh, but that's yeah, not, that's not what she said. Am I right? So while we head over to the NJPW New Japan Pro Wrestling, well, listen, I did give you another nickname this week, and it wasn't the uh, anyway. The nickname I gave you this week was G One Joe, because everybody should know you. Subscribe to New Japan Pro Wrestling World, and this is the first year you're actually watching the G1 Climax. So, I mean, listen, there's a lot of pro wrestling. We talk about it every day. It's a lot to keep up with. What are your takeaways so far about five or six nights into this insanely grueling tour? Well, it's somewhat exhausting. I'm sure it's probably more exhausting for the wrestlers who are going through the tournament. But... Like you said, it's it's a uh, oh gosh, what is it? I don't even know how many nights it is. But there's there's ten guys in each block. They each wrestle you know, nine matches. 
there's I guess at least 18 nights right of this tournament and then plus the finals and like Hanukkah and, kind of yeah there you go 18 crazy nights in Japan so that sounds like a movie that never mind hmm. but as far as takeaways is concerned I think that you know this is the first time that I'm watching the G1 kind of day over day uh, you know I've only prior pri- Previously to this, I'd only watch like certain matches and kind of read the results and things like that. So, but it does seem like the the field is very strong for both sides of the blocks. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, low level guys in there to take a lot of losses. So I think that, that, that has led to really strong match quality. Um, you know, in most nights, I can't really remember there not being at least, you know, one or two, if not more than that matches that were really, really good. Uh, as far as the block matches are concerned, I mean they move the they move the shows along well. I'll say that also. They're they're three hours each. Um, they managed to get like what three or four I think tag matches in there, and they do the five, um, you know, block matches after that, and they get it all in in like just over three hours, maybe three hours and ten minutes. So, you know, it's good. And I guess early on, some of the favorites, at least the favorites that we had spoken about a week or so ago or two weeks ago when we did our preview, um, gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. Some of the uh, funny you should states. say that. Naito, Jay White, and Zack Sabre Jr. all at zero points, Joe. Who the hell would have predicted that? But listen, anything can happen. I agree with you completely. I I think they're also – I'm interested from your point of view on this one too. I like – the fact that they have these tag matches to set up the future matches in the block because they, I don't feel like it's too much. It's like an overexposure of those guys. Tag match feuds really seem to you know leave a lot of meat on the bone, if you will, for the singles matches. Yeah, I think that uh, it's interesting. I, I also I always kind of considered those matches to be throwaways. You know, when I would read the reviews or just kind of see the results of the shows, and I'm like, bah, what do I need to see more six man tags for? But now. You know, when I watch them, you know, they do at least have some level of build or interaction between the guys that are having upcoming matches, uh, you know, in the actual G1 tournament itself. And, you know, it, it helps to add to it. I'll say that, you know, it doesn't it doesn't make it any worse. I mean, like the matches usually aren't terribly long. They're not like, drawn, you know, dragging on tag matches. They're usually 10, maybe 12 minutes or something like that, I'm guessing, each one. And um sometimes it's two on two sometimes it's three on three you know th- things like that they and they they obviously associate the um the factions and the stables that they have with you know bullet club lij chaos suzuki goon um you know i'm sure things I'm, there's other ones i'm probably forgetting there too so yeah i mean it, it's it's really you know and if, and again if people if you strap for time and you're trying to follow it you can you can skip those and still watch the matches and you really don't lose too much but um you know it's uh it's been strong so far. I think they're five nights in to the blocks, and their sixth night is supposed to happen tonight. And there's another one. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's and then we have a break into Wednesday. I will say I, I did give a lot of credit to Kevin Kelly and Rocky Romero because I think they do a great job of telling the stories, and I think they're those six man tags give you give them time to kind of develop the personal issues between the guys. I think it's been just a really strong tournament so far. A couple of things um, I wrote down here. Uh, I want Ishii to win because I feel like, once again, when it comes to the G1, the dude is just an unstoppable monster stud human being. What do you think? 
I would like to see him win too. I know he's come uh, pretty close in terms of making to the finals in, in years past. and Against uh, Omega, I think, two years ago. Yeah, and I know he's beaten some of the the, the uh, IWGP champions during the, the tournament previously a couple times. But, yeah, I mean, his matches so far have been, uh, you know, really, really good. He had a really good match with Jeff Cobb. I think that was his first victory. Yep. And oof, who was his second victory that he had? Really, uh, mm. dude, I've watched 400 wrestling matches. Come on, I'm sorry. Uh, mm. Also, Hiroki simple Goto. Question. I know what that. <laughs> That's a simple question. I just he had two. He had two really strong matches. He's fighting John Moxley, I believe, next. Uh, I think that's the next the next one for him. So, um, did he beat Juice? Was it Juice? Was just uh, I'll tell you in one second. Uh, what do you think of Godo's performance? By the way, uh, good. You know, I mean, he beat Jay White, uh, which I think was a little bit of a surprise. Huge uh, surprise, yep. For me, um, you know, he's looked good. I, I haven't seen a lot as much of Godo in the last oh, few years. Sorry, Ishii beat Jay White. Duh. Jay White, right, right. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, so I think uh, yeah, but Go I haven't seen as much as Go of Goto in the last couple of years. Um, I don't know if it's New Japan that hasn't featured him, or if it's just ROH because that's really where most of my exposure had been prior to this. But no, you're right. Uh, it's New Japan. He's been kind of, you know. Okay, but I, th I mean, I thought he's looked good in the in the tournament so far and his uh, couple matches, and I think he's on the on the slate for tonight as well. So you know, um, you know, like we've been saying, like most of the matches have been. You know, pretty high quality. I mean, yes, but you know, the Yano matches—you kind of know what you're, what you're getting into with those. Uh, greatness. Ditto. You're getting into greatness, Joe. Yeah, ditto with the bad luck fale ones. So I think you just kind of go in with your expectations, and those haven't really been bad either. So they've been uh, quick. Yeah, that's the thing. They they keep it where it's not like you know Yano or Fale are working 20, 25 minute you know, matches. They usually have them you know again ten to fifteen. Um, even when they're in there with guys who are you know Fale fought Okada, I think last night. Um, Still, it was a decent, you know, solid match for whatever it was. Um, the right guy won. I would have been pretty upset if Folly beat him again. But uh, yeah, they, you know, they, they again, they, they keep it. They kind of, they know what they have. They know who these guys are. They don't really overextend guys. And they, you know, they, they, the guys that they know are probably going to have good matches, like Osprey and Ibushi. They give them almost half an hour. Sure, I'm going to give you a stock watch. Stock up for me, Lance Archer. The guy has been a beast. Stock down for me, Kenta. I am underwhelmed, Joe. Underwhelmed. Yeah, I, I am too. It's just that I, I, it annoys me now that he's three and zero in the uh, in the tournament so far. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out, right? Is he going to get to the last night and be in the mix for winning the block, or is he going to go on a losing streak? Um, feel bad for Zach Saber Jr. because I feel like he's had good matches the whole way through and hasn't won yet. Uh, maybe that'll turn around as well, but. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I feel I feel rough for for Zach, but you know, uh, Ishii and and I think Juice. I, I've enjoyed Juice's matches so far, which Me I too. was not sure that I would be a hundred percent behind him, but I, I am now. And um, you know, I don't even know if I have the matches right anymore. To be honest with you, is it really? Is it? Who, I don't even know. Is Juice fighting Mox? Because I think I made some sort of joke in my head about being like a juice box. I don't know, dude. I just I can't I can't. They wrestled at uh, Dominion when Moxley made his debut. Okay, all right, thanks. Yeah. So, uh, well, listen, I it's a lot to take in, man. There's a lot going on. We, we get there's more than just the G1 too to catch up on, like Extreme Rules. I don't want to talk about. Do you want to talk about Extreme Rules? Anything? Nope, not at all. No, not even a little bit. Me neither. 
All right. I'm going to give people uh, three matches to watch out for this week. Then I want you to give people what to watch out for as well. All righty. For me, I mean, listen, two matches of the G1 that piqued my interest. Uh, Ishii versus Naito coming up and Okada versus Osprey all this week. Those two matches are going to be unbelievable. They have been before. I'm sure they will again. But for me, my number one match to watch out for, and I, when I say I want people to look at me, when I say watch out for, yeah, focus, Joe. I mean, literally, we have to watch out for this match because we are going to be front row on Saturday night when the Briscoe brothers take on the Gorillas of Destiny in a no-DQ match. We physically have to watch out for it because one of us is going to die. Yeah. However, it's gonna be amazing. it should be an amazing match, and may God have mercy on either one of our souls. Yeah, it's been nice knowing you. I appreciated this podcast for the time that we Hell had. Hell of a run we had. Maybe Bagu could take over for whichever one of us does die. Listen, man, it, Bagu could take over and there'd be no no loss of manpower on the ice, as they say, if Bagu stepped in. So, um, Yeah, I mean, like, you already mentioned Osprey and Okada. I mean, that's, that's going to be pretty good, I feel like. Um, I'd like to see Osprey get a win there, please, from my predictions. Uh, Briscoe's and G.O.D. on Saturday. Jay Lethal, Matt Taven also on Saturday, also airing on the Club of Honor. And uh, we mentioned it earlier. Let's not forget it. Kofi Kingston, Samoa Joe, and Dolph. Z- no, all right, never mind. I'm just kidding. Let's not watch that match. Nobody- I'd rather get dysentery. Uh, what is your match of the week from last week? Uh... I really, I, I I really liked the the Ishii and Cobb match. I will say is that 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 stands out to me in the last week. There's so many things uh, that that were strong. You know the uh, the tag match on the Evolve show was really good. We talked about that earlier. Um, you know Osprey and Ibushi, which I just watched from last night, was also really good. But if I'm, I would say that the Ishii Cobb match, which was, you know, kind of highly anticipated, especially by us really, uh, really delivered in terms of, you know, meeting expect and or, and or exceeding the expectations. Yep. I agree with, with uh, everything you said, except for me, maybe because I just watched it today. My number one match of the week is Ibushi and Osprey. Those two guys kill each other every single time. This match was a little bit slower paced and a little more deliberate. And I think that was great. Um, but it just speaks to both Abushi and Osprey and what they're able to do with different opponents there. I mean, if Abushi and Osprey aren't in your top 10 wrestlers in the world right now, you're not watching wrestling. Um, those guys are just amazing. And the future of the G1 is going to be, it's going to be something to watch out for, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And if you're, you're sitting back and you're a guy that's taking in all this professional wrestling, you're watching the G1, you're watching Evolve. You're watching the WWE Network, and you're like, man, I'm not subscribed to Powerslam.tv. What am I doing with my life? Well, slap yourself in the face as hard as you can with the heaviest object you could find, and it's okay. Because what you do is you go to Powerslam.tv, use our promo code all night long, first 30 days for free. Do you know how much wrestling you could watch in 30 days? I do because I, I do it. But if you get a chance, check out the new Progress show. Uh, 89 and 90 are up. They're really, really good. I haven't got through to them yet. I know you've been watching a lot of OTT, um, over-the-top wrestling. I mean, just there's so much good stuff on there, TV, and they have the easiest app in the world. 
it, it's broken down by uh, by professional wrestling promotion, and you could cast it right to your TV. It is, it's uh, it, it, I mean, listen, dude, what do you got to lose? Thirty days for free. Try before you buy, bro. And every company that gives you the first order, whatever it might be, for free, a la Blue Chew, they believe in their product. I believe in Blue Chew, and I believe in PowerSlam.tv. Joe, it's been a long week. It's been a long day for me. Um, I'm really looking forward to Manhattan Mayhem on Saturday. If you're going to be there on Saturday, let us know. Buy me a beer because it's going to be 106 degrees. I'm going to die sweaty Saturday night. Buy me a beer before I die. That's it for another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host. He is a stallion. I am the enforcer, and we're tapping out.